Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, patients, families, colleagues, and curious folk to the PM&R Report. Our podcast is brought to you by the University of Texas at Houston in conjunction with McGovern Medical School and TIRR Memorial Hermann Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. We bring you another segment of medical explanation, reviews of current literature, expert opinions, debates, and just plain interesting stuffs. Good evening, everyone. I'm here with Dr. Carolina Gutierrez. Hello, good evening. And um, we're going to run over a few of the um, concepts, not just um, of kind of integrative medicine and physical medicine and rehabilitation in general, but also its application to oncologic patients, so patients with cancer. Um, she's trained in both uh, physical medicine and rehabilitation and has also completed um, fellowship training in uh, cancer rehab, rehab. So, Dr. Gutierrez, I have a couple of questions for you, um, sure. if you don't mind. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what, what, first of all, what sparked your interest, before we even get into the cancer stuff, in, in physical medicine and rehabilitation in general? Well, I was looking for something where I could actually spend a lot of time with patients, really help them, and I had a special interest in, in sports and physical activity. Then I was trying to look for something that actually combined quality of life, uh, as well as physical function, and something related to musculoskeletal. And then I was able to find this um, specialty, then I, was, I completely fell in love with it. Okay. The re um, were you an athlete or were you highly active? Is that kind of what sparked all of this? Or I'm a very active person and I believe that everybody should, should try at least to be active as much as possible. And part of rehabilitation is to help patients to be independent. Mm -hmm. But in that independence actually comes physical activity and it's part of being healthy. Then that was one of the things that I really liked. And also spending time with patients and really getting to know them and talking to them and knowing the family and really getting to know them better. So when you say things like getting to know the patients, it sounds like you're pointing at some of the limitations that we have, that we face today in medicine in general, and that is, you know, we're pressured to see patients within a five to 10 minute window. If you're taking more time than that, you know, there's a lot of administrative pressures that you're not, you know, meeting your, your, your productivity essentially. So is that what you're talking about? That within this field, you have a little bit more time to really get to know the person, to really, you know, decide what kind of intervention this person needs? Yeah, and I think that because you have, you have more time, even though, of course, your productivity can be affected, but uh, I try to spend more time with the patient and really get to ask questions about their lives and, and knowing. Also, part of quality of life has to do with knowing the living situation in terms of family, in terms of socioeconomical background, um, family support, and there's so many other um, important parts of, of well-being and, and quality of life. Then, yeah, you get to talk to the patients. I really try to spend like at least one hour with a new patient and ask everything because I want to get them to know, I really want to know them better. Um, and also the follow-up, you get to know them and you, you already know maybe the family and what's going on with their lives and you, you really have a close contact with your patients in general for rehabilitation as well as for cancer rehabilitation. Okay. Did you know that you wanted to be a physiatrist when you were going to medical school? Did you know about the field? I didn't have an idea. No. <laughs> we never... 
I actually was trained in Colombia and we didn't have any exposure to um, physiatry. It's called physiatry in Colombia, never. Then when I came to the United States, I, I was reading about different um, specialties. And then I came across physical medicine and rehabilitation. And once I read the description, it was exactly what I was looking for. Then I looked for rotations and absolutely, that was exactly what I was looking for. Okay. How did you, how did you end up kind of shifting a little bit or sub-specializing after that in, in cancer rehab? Then part of my background was part of um, researching cancer. Okay. And there's some things about cancer that I liked and that was kind of like the positive side of cancer then how these patients can actually be more functional more active and what i found is um this is not the typical rehabilitation patient where you actually have somebody that had something that happened to their life acutely like an accident or they have a spinal cord injury brain injury stroke it was mostly patients that were actually changing constantly changing and many things were happening um but at the same time, I felt that this population was overlooked and nobody was really helping them. Then I feel that that part of the oncological care was the one that actually got me. Like, even though you're really sick, how can I help you to get more active and being able to give a couple of steps? Or how can I help you to be able to join your family at the table versus laying in bed all day long? And how that can improve quality of life. Okay. And... Correct me if I'm mistaken here, but I think your husband is a hemato-oncologist as well. Yes. So so kind of combined with, uh, I'm, I'm asking a little bit of a personal <laughs> question here, but you know, at home when you're having dinner, you know, do these, do these ideas come up on how to best approach, you know, some of these complicated situations that these patients are facing? Yes, and mostly medical questions, because of course I'm not an oncologist, then I have some knowledge about certain diseases, but I need to know a little bit more, uh, maybe treatment and also maybe life expectancy, then I, I, I ask questions sometimes, yeah, and at the same time, of course, my husband gets a training in rehab. Okay. <laughs> okay. So cancer rehabilitation is something that's, that's kind of still still growing um as far as you know my limited experience within pmnr goes um you know over the last couple of years i'm only familiar with a handful maybe three programs that train rehab physicians um is this something that in your in your young career you've seen growing a little bit more becoming a little bit more regimented as far as you know what their curriculum is and what they teach during these fellowships yeah, well, the fellowships, they're a little bit different, but what I have seen is a tremendous growth okay. in uh, people that has an interest in cancer rehab, uh, more physical medicine and rehabilitation specialists actually looking and working with cancer patients, and there is a big, big focus on that right now. I think that we are at a time where cancer rehabilitation is absolutely growing. And once it starts growing, then you have to make sure that everybody has the same base knowledge then I think that when the curriculum comes, is there. And it's not happening right now, but I think that it's not going to be too far from now where we really will have to have more structured fellowships and, and maybe more fellowships available for people who want to train and also more exposure to cancer rehabilitation during your residency training. Okay. You, do you say that, do you feel that the reason 
there's there's more of a need for more training programs is because there's a need for these for physicians that are trained in in this subspecialty that there's a patient population out there that requires the services provided by a cancer rehab physician yeah absolutely there's that big 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 population and it's increasing in cancer survivors um secondary to many reasons right uh but many years ago if somebody had cancer, life expectancy was not as much. But right now, we have um, lots of patients that have been actually diagnosed with cancer and they're cancer survivors. And their life expectancy is much longer than before and also the population have grown um, substantially and they actually believe that it's going to keep growing. Then once you actually have cancer and you undergo treatment for cancer and you are expected to live so many years and there's more years where you actually have some decline in your quality of life or you have to actually leave the impairment secondary to your cancer or the cancer treatment then that's why it's so important to make sure that we improve the quality of life of these patients because they may live longer and also there's so many cancer survivors that we have to make sure that we are actually cancer rehabilitation physicians available to treat and to accompany these patients in their journey okay so there's definitely a need for it, and I, and I agree with you. I mean, they, t- they talked about this, you know, all through my medical education, you know, from medical school to, you know, my early acute care training to then within P- my PM&R training itself. And that was, you know, there's, a, there's this aging population. They talk about that all the time, um, how there's more and more people living into their 70s and their 80s. Um, Probably a lot of those, you know, being diagnosed with, you know, cancer-related diseases and so on and so forth, and the impairments that come with that. Um, in an ideal world, you know, uh, and I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. In an ideal world where we have all the specialists and all the providers that are necessary, um, do you think that you mentioned some of the training needs to be within residency, mm-hmm. not just, you know only specialists that finish residency and then go on to fellowship train but what do you think we need to we need to be learning within our PM&R residency at least at a base level to be able to help out these patients that's a good question I think that you should be able to the same as you do your rotations with a spinal cord and with brain injury you at least need to know like some basic concepts and know how the life of these patients can change so quickly then I think that maybe that will be one of the most important points to understand that this is a disease that is changing all the time then depending on the disease status and the treatment itself then as a resident if you're thinking about a spinal cord a stroke and brain injury you may have to actually be exposed to cancer patients and change your mindset a little bit more and keep in mind that these patients may be very functional one day, but in two or three weeks may not be as functional. And again, they recover. And again, there's another treatment. Then you should expect something different as you do from other patients. The other thing that is important to understand in the cancer population, and um, a resident should actually be aware of this, is that sometimes our goal is not necessarily to improve function, but sometimes is to listen the 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 decline in function or to at least maintain function okay and that's some something that you're not used to then i think that it should be some exposure to cancer rehabilitation patients you should actually have a different mindset when you evaluate one of these patients and um 
And another part that would be very important as a resident is learning how important it is to work together with oncologists and the oncological team, radiation oncologists, surgeons, um, oncologists, because you will have to learn about their treatment and you also will have to learn about what to expect and um, how you can help your patients at different points okay. during the treatment. So it sounds like, just to recap what you, what you just said, it sounds like you're saying we need to understand, you know, spending time on an inpatient ward where patients with cancer are admitted, um, spending time in clinics, in mm-hmm. oncology clinics, and seeing, seeing what complications, what um, impairments these patients are suffering from, and how best we can, you know, accommodate or adjust or intervene with mm-hmm. those with those impairments, um, and then also learning the language of you know the oncologic team so that you know we can we can work as a team as a, as a medical professional team um, outside of that what else what else can we do as you know physiatrists right now let's say all of us don't go into you know a cancer fellowship what can we do to try to apply some of the principles that we learned within a PMNR residency to help these patients because right now it sounds like the need far outweighs the supply of cancer rehab specialists. So in your in your opinion, what do you think that we can do at this time? Try to learn during your residency as much as you can and don't be afraid of cancer patients. Okay. I know that during residency could be frightened because some of those patients are very sick or another ones are kind of like the unknown disease that you have something in your mind but you really don't know. Then try to make sure that you understand that you're there to help, you already know that the patients can have impairments. You know how to evaluate for impairments and you know how to help in as a part of a multidisciplinary team. Then apply the same principles as you have learned during your career and during your residency. And and just be open-minded, don't be afraid. And ask the patients multiple questions because if you don't ask about symptoms, they may not be able to tell you. You really, really have to ask and have to develop a way that you can assess these patients. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Most likely in your practice, even if you end up doing um, pain or if you end up doing spinal cord or brain injury, you're going to encounter some cancer patients as well. And if you do just general practice, absolutely, you will end up seeing some cancer patients. And please welcome them in your practice and, and, and try to do your best. And the other thing that I will tell you is if you really have questions, ask Ask somebody. Just find somebody that really has an interest in cancer rehab and ask them and, and be part of a group where you can actually have your questions because sometimes could be very challenging. Okay. At the core of our residency training, we spend a lot of time on inpatient services. On those inpatient services, at least as far as it was for me um, at the University of Texas and TIRR, T-I-R-R, um, most of our services are divided into three major groups, and that is brain injury ward, um, the spinal cord injury ward, and then what is kind of listed as general rehabilitation. General kind of is where you see a mixed bag of things. You know, patients that have um, undergone amputations, patients that have undergone you know um, certain disease states that have then you know pushed them into critical illness, myopathy or neuropathies. Um, and I I've, I've um, had some limited experience with you know some cancer patients who have been admitted to inpatient rehab. So. Do you think that as this population continues to age, as there's more people living with cancer, there's more of a need to admit some of these patients to uh, acute inpatient rehabilitation facilities? 
I think so. I think that the primary team should be thinking more about rehabilitation and we as a cancer rehabilitation physicians should be more open to take these patients and also also to be um, to have knowledge about the time frame that we have to treat them because there's always a sweet spot where you can have like two weeks in between for example surgery and radiation that you don't have with other populations but I believe that a lot of patients are out there will benefit from inpatient rehabilitation and it's just not happening but I think that in the future it may, be, it may be coming. And part of that is you can really improve outcomes. And once we can prove that if the patients come to inpatient rehab for a couple of weeks, we improve function, the mm-hmm. patients can improve outcomes, then that will make a big, big difference. Are there studies substantiating that, that you know, patients, when, when a physiatrist or a cancer rehab specialist is involved in their care, specifically for cancer, are there studies that show that um, patients' overall function is better? I think that those are studies that should come. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're not theirs yet, but there's other studies that show different things. For example, um, if you have patients that have a, a normal BMI and they're exercising and they're more active, of course, they have better results and some of them may have less risk of recurrence of disease. Then not directly, but indirectly we have some evidence and I hope that a study will come and, and show how important is rehabilitation in the care of the cancer patient. Okay. Um, I just wanted to give you a few moments, you know, kind of a blank slate here to, to share any advice that you have for any, any young physiatrists out there, anyone who's still in residency training. Um, I'm coming to the end of my residency (laughs) training, but you know, so I've had the, the, the uh, pleasure of training, you know, with you as one of my professors. Thank you very much. But, um, what would you, what would you want to advise, you know, people in my shoes that are just just getting ready to enter the field, just getting ready to practice as attending physicians? Try to learn as much as you can. Get exposed to cancer patients. Don't be afraid. Okay. If you're doing consults, that's okay. Admit your patients, see them in clinic, and, and be more open to cancer patients. And if you have the experience, really try to learn because you may not be seeing many cancer patients during your residency training, but maybe in your practice you will encounter many. Then just make sure that you get exposed as early as possible. And if there's a possibility of having a rotation, even though that's not what you're going to do after you finish your training, I will advise you that that would be a good idea to take a rotation with cancer rehabilitation. I think that it will just continue to grow and at some point you will end up seeing many cancer patients. Excellent, thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, Dr. Gutierrez. Um, I'm going to go ahead and close. Um, It's been a pleasure. Thanks again. I would like to make it clear that we make every effort to broadcast correct information. We will double check facts and assertions, but we do ask our listeners to realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and an art. One physician may have an entirely different way of doing things from another, and any views expressed are solely those of the person expressing them. We welcome any comments, suggestions, and correction of errors. We do not accept any money, services, or sponsorship otherwise from pharmaceutical, supplement, or device companies. By listening to this podcast or reading this blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you may be treating. 
consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast or blog. Under no circumstances shall McGovern Medical School, any guests or contributors to the podcast or blog, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of UT Health be held responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast or blog. We are here to stimulate the dialogue. We are here to get the wheels spinning. We are here to spark new questions in the field of medicine. Thank you for listening.